The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. on top of the minivan. We're only going for two weeks. You want me to back the kitchen sink too? Well, is there room? Hey, you guys, you going on vacation? Who's that? I don't know. Cause we're planning on robbing your house tonight. All right, I'm calling an alarm service. Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. There's a simple blood test called A1C that can help measure your risk of complications from diabetes. Why is it important? Because more than 600 people every day die from diabetes and its complications. If your A1C is above seven, your doctor can show you how to lower it. If you have diabetes, know your risk. Know your A1C. Ask your doctor, or for more information, go to www.diabetesa1c.org or call 1-877-TEST-A1C. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council. What is that? Oh, that? It's my time machine. Does it work? Sure. Just hit this button. Whoa, dinosaurs. Cool. Or we can go here. Hey, that's Napoleon. Me. Or we can go to the future. Wow, hey, you have this nice house. Do I have a nice house? No, you didn't save any money, always spent it on vacations and stuff. If only there was a way I could go back in time and correct that bad habit. Yep. Okay, the time machine is not real, but the saving thing is. Get in the habit of putting some of your money in savings each week through a 401k, savings account, or financial investments. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy tips on saving, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. What does this crazy little button do? Wait, no! This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Good morning, everyone. I'm Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out right here on KUCI 88.9 FM. And this morning, I have two very special guests. There's an event coming up called Everybody Loves to Laugh, a night of comedy with Ray Romano, Jason Alexander, Cheryl Hines, and Wendy Liebman. And it's a star-studded night of entertainment benefiting the Harvest Home, a nonprofit organization that helps women and their infants overcome homelessness and promotes physical and emotional health, spiritual growth, and financial independence. Actor, writer, and stand-up comedian Ray Romano will be joining that show with special guest Jason Alexander, Cheryl Hines, and comedian Wendy Liebman. And Wendy joins us this morning. Good morning, Wendy. Hi, good morning. Thanks for calling into the show. Thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm a big person, so I'm kind of talking in my sleep right now. <laughs> you won't remember this interview? You're sleeping. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally in REM right now. Okay. <laughs> and what are we dreaming right now? Well, I'm five. Uh, I'm, I'm in kindergarten. I'm that I'm um, on a radio show. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, just no bad words. No potty mouth. <laughs> no, nothing. It's a bit, I talk in my sleep. I, I know that, well, according to my phone bill. So it's all good. <laughs> I have to say, I 
I do talk in my sleep. I'm like my younger daughter. Like all of a sudden, I'll find myself in the hallway going, what, what? Like I think somebody's calling me, and I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> how old is she? She's 10, and she does the same uh-huh. st- stuff. She doesn't remember like how she ends up in my room, you know? Uh, I, Too funny. That's, that's pretty common, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> I was I was reading your backstory a, a little bit about your background. And I was telling you off air that I lived in Brookline, and I want to find out how you got involved in comedy. How'd that all come about? Um, well, I went to college in Boston. Um, I'm still paying it off. I went to IOU. Yeah, really. Um, I I'll try to be serious. Okay. Um, but I went to Wellesley, and I studied psychology. Right. And um, then right after college, I worked at um, the Mass Mental Hospital doing psych research. Wow. And, um, yeah, I thought I, was, I wanted to be a therapist. And um, I don't know, about a year into it, I thought, you know what? I don't really think I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to do the, an- make, excuse me, so I you did the antithesis of that. <laughs> Right. Well, I said I'd rather make a um, hundred people laugh than one person cry. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it wasn't that clear to me. But I, okay. So this was how it went down. I lived on on uh, Washington Avenue. Mm-hmm. I realized in Brighton, and I lived in a duplex. And I took the mail in from the wrong apartment, and. Um, there was a course catalog for the Cambridge Center for Adult Education. Okay. And I thought, wow, maybe I should take a class. So I initially took an acting class because I'd always done a lot of theater growing up. I was like Eliza, my fair lady, and Dorothy nice. in um, that other play, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Okay. And um, the acting teacher quit after the first class. It had nothing to do with me. I was going to ask, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so they said, take another class. And I thought, okay, um, this sounds really interesting, how to be a stand-up comedian. Something resonated. Mm -hmm. And I took the class, and I just, you know, I don't think you can really teach somebody how to be funny, but it was a support group. Um, and we had a great time. We drank a lot of beer after after the class. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just never stopped doing it. And yeah. I stopped doing my day job when I was making more money during my avocation than um, my regular job. And so it just I just kept That's doing great. it, and it's been 27 years. <laughs> Look at that. Did you always feel like you were naturally funny, like you had this quick wit? Um, yes and no. Like, I have pictures of the first times that I was funny, and I was very much like a prop comic. I I dressed up funny, mm-hmm. and I remember getting laughs and really enjoying that. Um, I also used to make my father laugh when I was little. I would imitate Lily Tomlin, <laughs> Edith Ann, nice. and Ernestine, and I loved hearing him laugh, and I had remembered from when I was really little, like probably five, um, hearing my father laugh. He was walking past a room that I was watching a cartoon in, and he stopped for a moment, and he was laughing and laughing. Mm -hmm. It was so funny, and I loved hearing that. Nice. So 
and I still I still love hearing him laugh. He comes to a lot of shows. But was I always funny? Yes and no. Like I got deeply unfunny um, in college and or like at the end of high school and the beginning of college. And then it was through college that I got really funny. And then when I moved to Brighton, uh, to Washington Street, mm-hmm. Washington Avenue, I lived with these brilliant um, MD, PhD students. And that was how my MO with them was to be the funny one. Because I couldn't, I couldn't keep up intellectually. They would actually have me in tears at the end of Trivial Pursuit. So my um, persona in the house, that's who I was. I was the funny one. And that's when I started doing comedy. That's so funny. So, so yeah. it, it's like you, you completely switch gears. You know, it's interesting about my show. It's called Get the Funk Out. And a lot of people, right. they find themselves in situations where, you know, they go down one path and they're like, I'm really not happy. And then they, they go off and they, you know, take a chance or it's something I always wanted to do. Can you give any advice for people that, you know, they want to go for it, but they're, you know, not quite there and they need a little kick in the pants? Uh, I always say to people who approach me or contact me and say they want to do stand-up, I go, look, you are go- only, only going to live once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this applies to other people. Right. You know, people who don't want to just do stand-up. You're yeah. going to live once. So what do you have to lose? That's right. And, um, and if they specifically wanted to stand up, this is this was my mantra before every show was, um, this is five minutes of my life, and everyone here is going to be gone in a hundred years. <laughs> oh, <So, laughs> who cares? Who cares? <laughs> and I, I really did have to say that to myself at the beginning a lot, um, and um, yeah, you're. Life is very short. That's right. So, and the older I get, the more I realize that. I have friends who are passing away now. And I'm like, okay, if not now, Wendy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, if not now, you know, just go for it. That's and right. So I, I actually find it's not just about starting to do stand-up, but it's everything to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I... Um, I'm trying to write a play right now. I'm like, well, what am I waiting for? That's right. So go for it. Do it. This is it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Go for it. There's a quote that I love to live by. It's kind of my mantra. It's never too late to become what you might have been. George Eliot. (gasps) Never too late to become what you might have been. It's so so true, right? You know? And, you know, I've read a lot of, like, spiritual stuff of Pima Chodron. I don't know if you're familiar with her. No, I'm not. Um... She says, start where you are. Like, no matter what kind of deep stuff you're in right now, mm-hmm. um, just start now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, the past is dust. And really, just this is, you can do anything right now. Like, nobody's stopping you right now. I love that. It's true. Uh, what's, mm-hmm. her, what's her name again, Wendy? Her name is Pima, P-E-M-A, Chodron, C-H-O-D-R-O-N, and she really got me out of a, a funk um, around the two, uh, 1999. The book is called um, When Things Fall Apart, 
heart advice for difficult times. And it was really like, no matter what you're going through, you're supposed to be going through it. And you're supposed to not like deflect from it. You're supposed to go deeper into it. And what's interesting is like my um, impulse is to always deflect and be funny and not to like let myself feel any kind of pain. But in reading this book, I realized I had to experience what I was trying to be so defensive against. And that was to feel really in a lot of pain. So I just really appreciate her writing. And some of her books are a little heady, and I can't really wrap my head around it. (laughs) But this book... Hard advice for difficult times when things fall apart. I'm going to look um, it up. I'm going to look it up because that was my next question. Have you ever found yourself in a funk and how did you deal? Um, yeah. Well, that was that was a big one. Um, plus therapy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep my therapist on a retainer. <laughs> I dove into a lot of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the ice cream or the stillers? What? The ice cream or Ben and Jerry Stiller? I was just the ice cream. The ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chunky monkey, chubby hubby. No, I liked Chunky Monkey. Chunky Monkey. I like Chubby Hubby. What was in? What's in Chubby Hubby? I forget. It's like pretzels and um, covered in chocolate, and then there's a little bit of um, marshmallow. Nice and. It's just awesome. My husband doesn't like when I get that one, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't share. <laughs> no, he thinks I'm making fun of him. Oh, that's funny. That's Tubby so Hubby. funny. But he's the funny one, actually. He's so funny. And um, I, our jokes in our marriage are like, they were like my dowry, in a way. <laughs> They're like common ground in our marriage. So... Sometimes I use his jokes on stage, and sometimes he puts my jokes in a script. It's perfect. That's perfect. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. What does he do? He's a writer. He wrote on a sitcom called Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's also the son of Robert Sherman, one of the Sherman brothers, who wrote a lot of the music for Disney. They wrote, like, the songs for Mary Poppins and wow. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And they wrote the song, It's a Small World. Look at that. And, yeah, and um, he, so his father just passed away, and he started uh, letting people hear his music now. So it's interesting. It's like he was, he waited to play mm-hmm. his music, and now he's coming out with that. So Look at that. very exciting. That's great. But he's funny, so sometimes he talks in his sleep, and I'll write down everything he says, and then I'll use <laughs> it on stage. <laughs> Oh, he must love that. That's really nice of you. Well, he said that he's so funny, but he's like the shyest person. So he said if he ever just got on stage, he would just cry or <laughs> wet himself. Wet his pants. <laughs> right. And um, But every once in a while, like I've been with him 14 years, probably every seven years, he goes, you know, maybe I'm going to try a little stand-up. I'm like, you are? <laughs> Maybe. He, he doesn't go through with it, but he just continues to write some jokes for me, and that's, it all works out. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, I have to yeah. tell you, my my girls love that show, Boy Meets World. They've been watching that nonstop. It's a great show. I love that show. It's 
I watch reruns. That's what they're watching. They're home. They were it's, home when I left, and they were watching that. It's really fun, and um, yeah, he he yeah worked on that for many years. Great so. show, great show. And, oh, oh, your your girls are ten and ten and twelve. Ten and twelve, and they just I have stepchildren, you know, so but they're a little older than older. that. Okay. Yeah, they love the characters and just the storyline and everything. It's a cute show. Topanga. And my husband was responsible for writing some of the more um, uh, serious episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, Delphage, um, Child's Abuse, and Running Away. And Yeah, so my husband got the heady ones, but he still had to make them funny. Yeah. No, it's good. They approach uh, mature topics in a, in a way that kids can understand. It's really good. Really good. Absolutely, and the kids are so cute. They're still, you know, they're still acting, and they're just. I know, I know all the boys. I don't know the girl. I don't know Topanga. I've never met her. Yeah, I had never seen her before. Before that show, right? And now I think she has a talk show. Oh, she does. Or game. Yeah, I think, or she's some kind of show, maybe um, on Lifetime or mm-hmm. E. Yeah, she's great. That's great. I'm gonna have to look her up. Yeah, um, and then Will Friedle is the voice of Kim Pa. He was on Kim Possible. Okay. And he does a lot of voiceover work. And Ryder Strong is a director and a writer, and we just saw him. Um, he does a lot of short, like, short films. He's great. He's a great actor. And then Ben Savage, who was Quarry, he's just he's an actor as well. Yes. I saw him on stage. I've yeah. seen him in a bunch of things. Let me ask you. Do you look at your life now? I mean, you're getting ready to do this event. Everybody loves to laugh, and you say, wow, I, I can't believe this is where my life has gone. It's unbelievable. Or does it all make sense? Like, yeah, this is the, definitely the path I imagine myself on. I pinch myself <laughs> a lot. Um, I really I can't believe I'm doing this. And what's interesting is I performed at this theater one other time, the Broad Theater right. in Santa Monica. And I then they asked me to do this gig and they told me the theater, I thought, well, I'm going to be comfortable there because I've already done it. And I feel sure. like I, I feel like life is cyclical like that mm-hmm. and that it got me ready for this gig. And so... I feel a little of both. I'm like pinching myself, and I'm like, okay, I I can handle this. That's fantastic. So, um, did I answer the question? I'm not really sure. No, you I did. did. You did. And Wendy, okay. how did you get this gig? How did this all come about? Um, well, I used to do. I was on the road for. Well, I saw him on the road, but early on, I got to work with Ray Romano. So, I met him in Montreal, and then I did a gig with him in New Hampshire once at a college. And so he's familiar with my work. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, I did another benefit with him. Um, and I guess it was for an organization called Public Citizen. And I guess I was just, as a result of that, he saw that um, the audience responded well. And I guess they needed somebody else and called me. And so I just, I'm grateful, and I feel really, really honored to be the one to do stand-up. So exciting. So exciting. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think Ray Romano is the best. Yeah. And Jason Alexander is the funniest. He really oh, my is. God. I once 
um, I was doing a, I did one roast in my life. It was for Jerry Stiller, speaking of Jerry Stiller. Mm-hmm. And um, so they flew, Comedy Central flew me to New York and they flew me back. And I was sitting next to Jason Alexander on the way back because he was also um, on the roast. Look and we that. left for, for four hours. <laughs> and here you so, are now performing with him. Right. Wow. So, yes, I do pinch myself a lot. That's fantastic. Now, tell me, I'm looking at your, a little bit about your bio. You have a, uh, you had an HBO half-hour comedy special. I did. They t- taped it in 1996, mm-hmm. and they're still airing it. I don't get residuals. <laughs> um, and then I just recently did um, a Showtime special. Oh, nice. So I, I'm on on HBO and Showtime, um, it's called Taller on TV. Cute. Because um, that's what everybody says to me when they meet me. You sound like you're a petite, too, right? Are you 5'2"? No, no, 5'6". Five, 5'6". Six. Oh. Five, six. oh, okay. Um, People actually say that to you? You sound you sound uh, smaller or taller? Or they actually say that to you? <laughs> People have told me that, but people come up to me and always say, "Oh my God, I saw you on TV, and you're so much. You look so much taller on TV." So, um, I've heard yeah. you look heavier on TV. People have said that to me. Well, they say ten pounds, right? Yes, definitely ten pounds, but also taller. Okay. So, um, so that's funny. Yeah, I taped my first. I threw myself a fiftieth birthday party. Beautiful. I said, I'm, "I don't want to party." Oh wait, I, I lost you. You broke up a little bit. You you threw yourself a fiftieth, and what happened? Well, I decided to do a show instead. Of I mean, I had a little party afterwards, nice. but um, I invited I guess four hundred people. Okay, a small party I, that I had <laughs> met over the years, and well, I rented a theater and seated four hundred. So it actually was. How fun. Great. Yeah, it was a great night. And um, I learned for next time that I will um, do two shows next time and cut them together. Okay. (laughs) But it ended up, it was great. I got John Landis to produce it. He's a friend of the family's. And, um, yeah, it was, I got my mother and my father and my sister involved in it. My mother plays the drums. She does? Um, you, yeah, I mean, not professionally. She's an early okay. childhood educator, mm-hmm. but she, um, she, my husband thought it would be great to have her wheeled out on a drum set because oh my, my entire life, she wherever she sees a drum set, she'll make a beeline. For oh, Wendy, it. I love like it. Like at a party. I love <laughs> and it. People go, "Why are you a comedian?" And I go, "This is why I'm a comedian." <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And, and my father's a cappella singing group came out from New York. There are four men in their 70s and 80s, and they sang, and it was it really was funny. Do you have this on video for people to see? Well, it's my special. It's called Taller on TV. Okay. And um, it's, it is available for download on my website. All right. But I'm, it's also in the process of being um, picked up by Netflix. So Beautiful. hopefully, 
soon. Oh, I've got to see this. I play electric guitar. I want to be like your mom. You know. You do. I do, and I want to. I always imagine I'm going to be like 80, and I'm going to be just rocking out like Les Paul. You know. Well, I still want to be a child actress. Okay, never too late. <laughs> Is it never too late? Never too late. <laughs> well, it's too late if I want to be a ballerina. Is it? Is it I, really? You could. Um, well, if I want to be a child ballerina. No, it's yeah. a little too late. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I could um, I don't want to be a ballerina anyway yeah. and I say that in my special my friends wanted to be ballerinas I wanted to be a go-go dancer oh. I wanted to be a go-go dancer or a notary public and uh, my grandmother was like go-go dancers are sad girls that come from bad families and I'm like hmm perfect <laughs> <laughs> hmm a notary republic that sounds so riveting <laughs> Now I know I can do both. Right. But um, uh, now I want to be a go-go dancer. I never had, like, um, dreams. I I didn't have an imaginary friend. I had an imaginary audience. So I always knew I wanted to be a performer. I just didn't know doing what. (laughs) And then you just kind of figured it out one day. Yes. And you know what? And I would tell your listeners this, too. I'm still not done like i have i'm writing plays and it's all a process and it's all cumulative too that's right it's not like i'm gonna pick the thing for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. like this is just getting me to where i need to go whatever that is you know what i'm the same way i have a lot of different interests i started off doing something totally different i was in corporate training and development and i found myself very bored and Mm -hmm. I got into the arts, and I did voiceover and do different things, and I came out here in 2000, and I started saying to myself, is it just me? I mean, do other people have all these different interests? I mean, it just makes me a much more layered person. I have, I like my writing and my voiceover and, you know, screenwriting, and, and, and I do a lot of different things, and I think, that's okay, you know? I remember hearing once a story about um, Cameron Mannheim, who got cast on... Was it, um, it was David Kelly's show with Callista Flockhart, was mm-hmm. it? Or, hmm, I don't have the right show, but anyway, she had she was having an interview with David Kelly, and he had some kind of picture or something, some sport. See, I really know my details, <laughs> but I didn't know I was going to be telling the story. That's all right. But, um... The point of the story is she started talking about something personal with him that was in his office, and I think it was a sport, and they got off on this conversation, and it's what made her a person. Like, like it rounded her out. She wasn't just the character, and it made right. it, it made her well-rounded, and so I think he, and he responded to that, I read. Yes. So, yeah, you can do everything. Well, it's like I was telling somebody, uh, I was interviewed on somebody else's show recently, and I was saying, when you go in for an audition, if you, it, it helps to have a life, to have a well-rounded, fulfilling life, because you don't go in and you don't look desperate, and you, you, you're happy. You're happy with yourself, you're confident, and uh, you need to have a life that's full of all the things that interest you. And dogs, the end, give you. And dogs? Yeah. Okay, I have a guinea pig. Dog. I'll stick with that. What? I have a guinea pig. You do? Well, it's my daughter's, but yes, I'm learning to really love her. Butterscotch. 
Well, I found dogs at 47. Oh, I never wow. had a dog before. And we just decided to rescue two. Oh, that's and nice. And they, I can't imagine my life without them. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. So um, we're going to wrap up with you, and then Jessica Pham is going to join us from uh, Harvest Home. Um, any last bit of information you want to give about the show, which is Saturday, August 18th? It's just a great lineup for a great cause, and I can't wait to perform on it. Beautiful. And for people who want tickets, uh, it's at the broad stage of the Santa Monica College Performing Arts Center in Santa Monica. And um, if they go to everybodylovestolaugh.com, they can get some tickets to the show. And it's a beautiful theater. Nice. I'm going to see if we can come out for it. Oh, that would be I would love great. to. I would love to. I'd love to meet you. You too. You too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning and uh, hope to meet you maybe this coming weekend. Thank you, Janine. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Wendy Liebman, who'll be on Everybody Loves to Laugh, a night of comedy with Ray Romano. And uh, again, if you want more information about the event coming up, Everybody Loves to Laugh, just go to everybodylovestolaugh.com. And uh, coming up next, in just a few minutes, I've got Jessica Pham from the Harvest Home. She'll be joining us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Charles the Carpet King will carpet your entire house for only $39. That's right, your entire house for only $39. But don't expect Charles the Carpet King to do it himself because Charles the Carpet King passed away last week at 47 from the same disease that got his father, so he won't be around for his family. And sadly, it could have been detected early with a simple test, but Charles didn't get it. Have you gotten the medical test you need? For a list of tests every man should have, go to ahrq.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Dad, remember when you asked me, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, shh, I want to get paid. Well, right after that, you said, there's no job called getting paid. Really? I said that? Yeah. And that's exactly when I knew. I wanted to go to college. You never know which moments will be the ones they remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 1-877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is Anthony Hopkins with an important message about cancer prevention and treatment. Did you know that the right foods can help prevent this frightening disease? New studies show that fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and other high-fiber vegetarian foods reduce the risk of certain cancers, and they may even improve survival. Visit cancerproject.org or call 866-906-WELL. Brought to you by The Cancer Project, a nonprofit organization advancing cancer prevention and survival. Hi there, I'm Janine. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. And on the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by Jessica Pham. She is the Interim Executive Director of Harvest Home, which is uh, part of the fundraiser that's going on this coming weekend. Everybody Loves to Laugh, and which we heard the first half of the show with Wendy Liebman. It's the Night of Comedy with Ray Romano, Jason Alexander, Cheryl Hines, and Wendy Liebman. And uh, so I'm really happy to have Jessica on the show. Hi, Jessica. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining me this morning on this Monday Monday. Okay. Hot Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? 
I'm doing well. How did you get involved in this great event coming up? Well, uh, I am uh, the current interim director, normally the assistant director for Harvest Home. And the Romanos are longtime supporters of the organization. And sometime last year, we just came up with this idea to, you know, um, really leverage Ray's influence and have an event that's fun for the public and also raising money for the organization. Tell me a little bit about the organization. Sure. We're a nonprofit maternity home mm-hmm. that houses uh, homeless, homeless pregnant women. So we provide shelter and a comprehensive program to help women get back on their feet. That's great. That's yeah. great. How long has it been around? been around since 1985. Oh, a long time. Yes, almost 30 years. Do you frequently do events like this, or is this one of the bigger ones? This is one of the bigger ones. Um, once a year we have an annual benefit that's more the traditional fundraising banquet dinner. Mm-hmm. This is our first time doing a comedy show, so we're learning a lot along the way, but really excited for the opportunity. That's great. And uh, tell me about, you know, how you got connected with the other uh, people that are involved, Cheryl Hines. You know, it's all through Ray Romano, and he's been really great. We pitched the idea to him. He got excited. He said, you know, how about I bring some of my friends, and Jason Alexander signed on, and um, a little while after, Cheryl Hines and Wendy Liebman signed on. So we're ecstatic. We didn't know that it would be as big those as friends. it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, those friends. It's perfect. I think yeah. it's a great event. It's going to be very exciting. And it's coming up Saturday, August 18th. They have yeah. a, um, at 6.30, they have a cocktail reception and a silent auction. Could you tell me a little bit about the silent auction? Sure. The silent auction, we have great items, um, including a 12-person suite for the Staples Center for a Lakers game. Nice. Which should be exciting for L.A. fans, mm-hmm. especially now that Dwight Howard is <laughs> part of the team. <laughs> um, there's also weekend getaways in, um, you know, in mountain homes in Idaho and San Diego. There's tickets to go see Ray Romano in Las Vegas. Uh, along with a stay at the Mirage, a uh, kids' basketball camp featuring uh, legendary coach Dan Issel and uh, nice. UCLA coach Ben Howland, and plenty of other events. Um, in-home cooking oh, I see that. with Artie Sequeira. She's a Food Network star Beautiful. and a supporter of Harvest Home. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of wonderful items. If people show up at 6.30, there will be a silent auction, and, yeah, hopefully it will be, it'll be a fun, competitive way for people to get some great items and support the organization. Beautiful. Now, what are you hoping is the result of that this evening coming up? What are you hoping? You know, aside from um, the fact that ticket sales, all 100% of the proceeds go to Harvest Home, the organization, which is just a, a wonderful um, blessing to us, uh, it's great because most people coming to the event never have heard of Harvest, haven't heard of Harvest Home before. Right. We really want to, um, you know, in a really fun way, spread uh, the message of Harvest Home and our cause and uh, just gain more support and volunteers and donors for our organization. Now, is your organization unique in some specific way to other groups that are doing something similar? Well, uh, we are the only organization on the west side that provides uh, housing for homeless pregnant women. You know, people don't normally think about homeless pregnant women. No, not <laughs> at all. Especially right. in, in the issue of, of homelessness. Right. Um, and I think most of our women are either recently or soon to be homeless mm-hmm. because of their decision to um, parent their child. They don't have the support of their family or the fathers of the baby, and they're really left um, with nowhere else to go. So we provide um, housing. We're unique in that we don't provide just housing, but we provide um, emotional support, therapy, vocational training, um, helping them get back on their feet. And they don't leave our organization until um, they find somewhere else to go. We're able to help them find somewhere else That's to go. fantastic, really. Wow, Jessica. If people want to get involved in your organization, have you had people reaching out saying, what can I do to, to help in mm-hmm. any way? 
Yeah, they can uh, email me. Uh, if they're looking to volunteer, they can email volunteer at theharvesthome.net. They can also visit our website, theharvesthome.net, and learn more about the organization. And there's contact information on there, and I'm available anytime to speak with anyone who wants to be involved. What was your uh, role before becoming the interim executive director? I, I'm the assistant director. Oh, assistant director, okay. So, still kind of in charge. <laughs> I, that's, I think that's great. Tell me, what are the things we are going to be coming up throughout the year for your organization? Well, the holiday time is a great time. Um, a lot of times volunteers and groups come and just spend time with the women to have Thanksgiving parties, Christmas parties. We have an annual um, Christmas run, the Santa Monica Venice Christmas run. Nice. And we're one of the main beneficiaries. It's a 5K, 10K, and it's really fun if anyone's ever been. People come dressed up uh, in costumes and winter outfits and Santa hats and have um, yeah, just have a good time and raise sponsorships for uh, our organization and one other organization. We also have uh, an annual Christmas party where our um, alumni and our current residents um, are paired with donors who buy them and their children Christmas presents. How nice. It happens in December as well. So there's plenty of opportunities towards the end of the year to, to get involved in a fun way. Now, once these women are back on their feet, do you find that they're keeping in touch with the organization, they're coming back, and they, you're developing these long-term relationships with these women? Absolutely. Our alumni know that we're always here for them. We always have women calling us, you know, and we provide support in whatever we needed, whether it's, you know, a job recommendation or they moved into a new place and are looking for, you know, some donors to give them some furniture or they're back in school and they need a little bit of support um, buying textbooks. No matter what the issue, we are in it for our, um, our ladies' long-term, uh, yeah, growth and success, and we're really supporters of them. And That's we love great. Now, based on the event that's coming up, can you imagine doing other events like this coming down the road? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, <laughs> the, they say the first year doing an event is uh, always <laughs> the most exciting one because you're learning a lot, making sure. mistakes. <laughs> and we really, um, it's yeah, we've been really blessed with a lot of people coming out to support us, and we think that next year it'll be even more successful if it happens again. Tell me, how many people do you anticipate coming to this event? Uh, the venue holds 513, and we are just about sold out. Oh, you are? Very close. Um, I believe we have a few tickets left. You can visit everybodylovestolaugh.com. Okay. Because I'm going to try to see, um, talk to my husband and see if we can come out this weekend. It sounds like a great event. Oh, yeah, it would be wonderful. Yeah, let us know, Janine, if you want to come out. We'll see if there are any tickets available. Okay, that would be great. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, just if you have any questions, um, yeah, feel free to visit our website, contact me, and we would uh, love to see you more involved with the organization. Beautiful. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Again, that was Jessica Pham from Harvest Home, and if you want more information about the upcoming event, visit theharvesthome.net or everybodylovestolaugh.com. And uh, we're a little uh, short. Well, actually, we have a little extra time, so we're we finished up those interviews early. I'm going to play something that Sheldon Abbott had recommended. He uh, popped in here. He's coming up next at the top of the hour. And this is uh, Bert, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his right name right, Bert Divert, Kidman Blues. And uh, I like this track. This is Cypress Grove. So let's, let's listen to this one.
Nice. That was Bert Divert from Kidman Blues. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. We wrapped up our interviews a little earlier with Jessica Pham from Harvest Home and Wendy Liebman, who's a comedian performing this coming weekend. And everybody loves to laugh. And uh, Sheldon Abbott had some great CDs actually let me borrow. And this one is Jim Alchin, Overclocked. And uh, this track, One for the Money, is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. 